0: Welcome to the relationship church podcast faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen often that means you get more than what you bargained for when you follow the leading of the lord in today's message launch out caleb kirksey reminds us there's more to trust in god than we think
1: Hi, uh, an honor to god as the head of my life to the pastor and first lady of this house, Pastor Ryan Neal, First Lady Neal in their absence. Hallelujah the to everybody in their respective places. Brother Musician, go with me. Let's sip the atmosphere.
2: He says, For here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together, all together, all together, wonderful to me. Come on, everybody, say it. Say, Here I am to work. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together. Fall to me. Come on, sing it loud. Said, Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together. Together, worthy, all together, wonderful. fall to me. One more time, come on, sing it. Said, Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my. He all together, all together, all together, wonderful to me.
1: The Bible says in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 6, it says, Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep. You can keep playing. And let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not from henceforth, meaning from now on, thou shalt catch men. Father, in the name of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you be in this house today. Set someone free, give someone instructions. And most of all, give the word. Decrease me as you increase, as you take center stage, Lord. Speak to the people of God right now and give them marching orders on what to do next for the things to come in their lives. We thank you. We praise you and we glorify you in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. This message keeps coming up in my spirit. Lord has given me to speak it multiple times and he has given it to me to speak again to those who are in here to hear what the Lord is saying. The title of this message is Launch, There is More to It Than You Think. Launch, it's more to it than you think. Saints of God, we often miss the point of God's instructions. We often miss what he's really trying to say or what he's really trying to get us to do. Because we're thinking, we have our minds on our present situation. Sometimes when God is speaking of our future or he's telling us to do something or he's telling us to go somewhere, or telling us to start something, or begin something, or start a journey, sometimes we're not brave enough to take him at his word, or brave enough to move on his instructions, or on his orders, because we're focused on where we are now, and some of us are in a season where things are hard, or some of us in a season where we're trying to climb mountains, or we're trying to climb out of a certain situation or we thing. we're in a battle and when God speaks of peace and power and, and blessing, but we can't see it or we can't think it's going to happen because what we're going through right now is so heavy on our souls. We can't get excited about the future and what Jesus Christ is doing in our lives because our present is so heavy on us. A present weighs on us. Some people can't dream of a life outside of the pandemic because the pandemic has ravaged their lives, ravaged their families, ravaged their homes, ravaged their money. They don't know what it's like. They can't think right now what it's like to have peace because they're going through so much struggle and trouble that some people can't even fathom peace right now because they're struggling so much in their marriage, and their families. But when God is saying, I am going to give you peace, I am going to bless you, I am going to give you what you need. He's saying, all I need you to do is move on my instruction. I don't need you to, to, to try to figure everything out. So we often miss the point of God's instructions because we're so worried about the here and now. The reality is, what God is asking for, from us for us, what he's requiring of us in this season, deals with the areas we are weak in. Let's say it again. What he's requiring from us in this season, he's dealing in the areas we are weak in. Glory to God. I came to touch somebody, to call somebody today. He, he, he knows you're strong in a certain area. He said, this is not the season for me to worry about that. This is a season for me to perfect and strengthen and correct the parts of you that's weak. Parts of you that if you aren't careful, it will kill you. It will destroy you. We know you're a great speaker. We know you're a great businessman. But there's some things happening in your head that if you don't take care of it, it'll kill you. He's saying, this is the season where I'm requiring some strength in the weak places. (laughs) I'm requiring you to perfect those weak places. You don't know how to hold on to money. He said, this is the season where I'm going to teach you how to hold on to money. I'm going to teach you. Glory to God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, this is the season I'm going to teach you how to balance your money. I'm going to teach you how not to spend so much. You got an itching hand. He said, I want you to be a millionaire. I want to bless your generations and your family, but you don't know how to hold on to money. This is the season I'm going to teach you. Everybody knows what you're strong in. We know you can sing. We know you can shout. We know you can do all these things. But God said, I see the weak parts of you every day. And those are the parts I'm coming for in this season. He says, I, I, those are the parts that I'm, I'm going to bless. I'm going to hit. I'm going to increase. Because he said, I need those parts of you to be strong. Me personally, he said, he, God has given me confidence in my ability to deal and manage things and deal with people and attitudes because I'm a passive, I'm, a, uh, I'm an introverted person. So, but what God wants me to do requires me to be strong in an ability to speak when I need to speak and not be silent when I need to say something. I can preach. God said, yeah, I want you to be a businessman. That's great for you to preach, but I need you to learn how to manage people." And God said, in this season, I'm dealing with you in the weak spots. Often, we're waiting on more details than God is willing to give. He's trying to do something great in our lives. And he said, I just, I I told you, I just want you to move. I just want you to do it. But we're saying, God, you you told me uh, Z, but I need to figure out where A is. You told me how to get to F, but I need to figure out what's going to happen at C. And God is saying, you're, you're trying to look at the big picture right now. But he said, I need you to listen for the little thing. I need you to march on what I told you to do. But the problem is you're too scared to move because you're worrying about details that God is saying you don't need to worry about. If I wanted to tell you those details, I would have told you. They said, I'm trying to get you to a spot where you can move on faith. There's a lot of people that profess faith, but they have more confidence in facts, and and they have more confidence in numbers, and they, they have more confidence in what they can see than what they actually hear from God. God is saying, stop waiting on something I'm not going to give you anyway. We're waiting for more details and God is willing to give. Lately God has been dealing with me about faith and miracles and 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 and, and, and trying to shake off all of the unbelief a lot of saints are dealing with heavy things right now, and God is trying to get the kingdom of God to move forward, but the saints are so scary right now. Glory to God, the saints are so scary. What, what happened to the saints that used to walk in faith, They used to see blinded eyes open, that, that used to see miracles, signs and wonders every day because they were not afraid to call upon the name of the Lord. They were not afraid to do what God called them to do. They were not afraid to be bold and call the things out that they needed to call out. But the saints have gotten so scared of that. You don't see miracles because people don't believe like they used to believe. They're not bold like they used to be bold. You're trying to fit in. I'm trying to bring you out. I'm trying to call you to stand out, but you're too scared to stand out. This, this is the relationship church. He said, this is the church I'm going to use. There's plenty of seats in here. where God has said, I'm going to use the church. I'm going to fill the seats with people who are coming in hungry, people who want to see miracles. People who say, God, I don't need all the details. God, you tell me to move. You tell me what neighborhood to go to. You tell me where to walk. You tell me what to say. And God, I'll say it because you told me to say it. We're dealing with a generation that's too smart for their own good. God has been dealing with me shutting off all unbelief, all hindrance, all things that will hinder you from expecting a great move of God in your life. In our scriptures, we see Peter in a strange moment moment that would test his ability to listen. God is testing your ability to listen. A moment that would test his ability to listen. A moment that would test his faith to act even when contrary to logic. There's something that God is going to ask you to do that doesn't sound logical. And you might ask doctors, you might have ask lawyers, you might have all these people that give you logical answers. And God said, I am God. With me, it doesn't have to be logical, it just has to be on what I say. God in this season is testing your ability to listen and your faith that will be in contract with your ability to hear. Peter! he encounters Jesus. This is after Peter goes fishing with his crew. Other scriptures tells us that Andrew, his brother, is with him. And so is James and John, the son of Zebedee. They are on a fishing job. This is not a fishing trip for fun. This is a business. They're doing business out there fishing because they were fishermen and when they catch fish, they will go sell it. This was for their livelihood. So they weren't just fishing for money. They weren't just fishing for fun. And the Bible says when they encounter Jesus, while on their job, they encounter Jesus, when he finally walks up to them, the Bible says they are washing their nets. Somebody say washing their nets meaning they were finished fishing. Their job for the day was done. Business hours were closed because they were finished fishing and washing their nets to put up. In fact, the other gospels show that Jesus had already saw them fishing earlier. So by the time he got to them, they were done. Not only were they done, The Bible also says that they caught nothing. They caught zero. Zilch. Their business failed today. Their business did not have any fruit that day. That day was a failure for them. So they caught nothing, which Peter talks about later. So get this. Knowing that they caught nothing. Knowing that their day was probably frustrating. Oh, glory to God. Knowing that their day was unprofitable and they were probably mad that they didn't catch nothing. Jesus is bold enough knowing that their fishing hours are done. Jesus is bold enough to say, hey boys, can I use your boat? Glory to God hey boys can we go back on the water to to, to, to do some business they're done fishing they're done with their boats they want to go home but Jesus is saying I need your boat to get back out there again he asked them to use their boat and so he does some some teaching and he does some, some word and they're probably annoyed that we just got done but you need our boat to go back there again the bible says after teaching, after using their boats, he suggests to them, let's go back out fishing again. Glory to God. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a jump. Now, wait a minute. Jesus, while you were walking up there, you saw that they failed to catch anything. But you're still going to ask him to launch back out again? And God is saying to somebody here today, he said, yes, you failed before. Yes, you might have messed up before. Yes, your last thing might have been unfruitful. Yes, you might have cried some tears. You might have been in pain. But he said, I need you to pick that, that thing back. Up again he said there's some instructions that I'm getting ready to give you uh, to la- go to God uh, to launch back out on the water. Some of you have been embarrassed in the last year. Score a God, for the Holy Ghost. Some of you have experienced failure in your mind, failure in your relationships. You feel like committing suicide sometimes. You feel like going to get a drink because you feel like I failed. You feel like I don't want to try another relationship again because it failed. You feel like I don't want to try another business again because it failed you feel like God you you you, let, you embarrass me the last time I put my feet out there you embarrassed me the last time I applied for that job you embarrassed me the last time I put my neck out there and God I'm not going to do it again but God has said I don't care what you think I don't care how embarrassed you are I don't care how sad you feel I need you to get back up and, and try again He said, I need you to get back
2: out there. Try again. Get back out there. I I don't know who I'm speaking to. But God has said, I need you to, glory to God, I need you
1: to muster up some faith. Because he said, this time will you catch. This time will you throw it out there. This time will you try again. This time will you do what I said to do. This time will you express your faith. This time, I don't care if I ain't
2: got no organ. I'm going to preach like I feel it. He said, this time, uh, will you move when I say move? This time, uh, will you get up and walk? This time, uh, will you throw out your neck? This
1: time, uh, will you say yes? This time. He said, I'm going to be with you. This time, I'm going to be with you. So he said, let's go out again. Let's get out there. He said, I know you're finished. I saw you washing your necks. I know you're embarrassed. You got zero fish, which means zero dollars. He said, I know you're embarrassed, but I need you to get up and walk out there again. And Peter, Peter, when he answered. So Peter got a little out of himself. He said, I know you are the carpenter and Peter knows. Andrew, Peter knows Jesus because scriptures earlier, Andrew had already introduced Peter to Jesus. Uh, So Peter says, he said, master, he said, don't you see? We ain't caught nothing. Don't you see? We failed, Why would you embarrass us like that? Not only that, they have, they fished at a better time. They were fishing at night. So by the time Jesus got there, they were done. So when Jesus is asking them to go back out there again, the season is worse than when it was when they were actually fishing. So not only is Jesus asking them to try again, he's asking them to try at an even worse period in the day. So Peter is talking about, sir. We have caught all. I can imagine Peter uh, saying, "Sir, you're you're a you're you're a carpenter. We you're a carpenter trying to tell a fisherman how to fish." You're a carpenter trying to tell me how to do my job. You, you deal with wood, and you deal with building cups, and, and building tables, and, and building what else. That's, that's your lane. I can imagine if that was me or any of us today, we would have said, sir, yeah, do, do what you do. We do what we do over here. Worry about your business over there, and we're going to worry about our business over here. We fell. We knew what we were doing. We know how to fish we know all the the techniques and and then you know how we get our big head when god is speaking to us we get the big head and we give our our complaints we know how to fish we know how to cast our nets we research the time we research the right spot on the lake division we research the right people to grab we put all this together we did our job you're gonna try to tell us to go back out again But the Bible says this, glory to God. Peter, even though, glory to God, he gave all of those excuses. Hallelujah to God. And how many people are in that place where you've given excuses to God? God, why why you couldn't do this? I see hands being raised. God, why you couldn't do that? I don't feel worthy enough. It's not my season. It's not my time. But Peter, after giving all of those excuses, he said, nevertheless. He said, nevertheless means however. I gave you all those excuses. I gave you all the reasons why I failed, Jesus. I gave you all the reasons why it wouldn't work, glory to God. I gave you all the reasons why I wouldn't try again. But however, I feel something moving in my spirit. However, God, I heard you talk to me. However, God, there's something wrestling in my mind. Feel my faith rising. However, I feel a yes coming out of my spirit. How many people are going to say yes to God? I want to say no. My feelings say no. My mind says no. But every time I feel like saying no, I feel a yes rise up in me. I feel a yes coming in my spirit. And this is what God is saying to some of you. He said, don't worry about the details. Just worry about a three-letter word. Yes. Don't worry about how it's gonna happen, uh, just get a yes in your spirit. Uh, don't worry about when it's gonna happen. Uh, just say yes every day when you're scared. Uh, just rise up, say yes. Uh, every day when you're, you're being feeling insecure, uh, just get up and say yes uh, at your work desk. Just say yes. Uh, your co-workers might not even know what you're saying, uh, but just say yes, uh, God, yes, to your window. Oh. He said, Never. And I'm almost finished. He said, never less. Ah, glory to God. I just wish somebody just shout out and say yes. Just just shout, say yes. Just say it again. Yes, yes, yes. Some of you have been shaking your head knowing the spirit all year long while you know God's been wrestling with your spirit. You know you've been hearing a word from God in your spirit for the last year and you haven't felt like saying yes because you're scared. You haven't felt like saying yes because you're fearful. Tears running down your eyes every time you see about what God wants you to do but God said I ain't worried about your tears I, I'm not worried about your cry I just want to hear the word yes come out your mouth he said nevertheless however at thy word Glory to God." he said at thy word we will let down the net so they cast out the net they let this carpenter tell him how to fish and god said when you get out of your own head i don't care how many degrees you got it, if you turn over your own intellect to god he said there's some things you can't do by yourself but when you give it to me he said i'll make it bigger better and more in line with my will than you it ever has been before. He said, nevertheless, act thy will at thy word. And when they cast out the net, the Bible says they drew in so much. When they first threw out the net on their own, they drew in nothing. But when they drew out the net, at the commandment and the backing of God. And the Bible says they drew in so much so that the net started to break. Glory to God. So much so that the net couldn't handle what God was bringing in. And God is saying in this season, he said, just follow my will. He said, I'm gonna bring it to you. Glory to God, you, glory to God, you think you know exactly where you need to throw it. He said, I just need you to throw it. I just need you to release it. Some of y'all got business ideas, and I know people used to say, well, we, we, we got to preach a certain thing, the death, burial, and grand resurrection, and that's great. We got to preach Jesus and the death, burial, and grand resurrection so people can be saved. But once they get saved, they need to understand their place in the kingdom because we don't all have the same job. So we have to preach faith. We have to preach business. We have to preach certain things so that certain people can know which part of the kingdom do I fit in? God has said, I've given some of you great ideas to move the kingdom forward, but you're scared because you don't know which direction to cast the net in. God is saying, I just need you to release it and I will bring the fish I will bring what's supposed to be your net. So then, you can stand, I'm finished. So they caught everything. They caught the fish. They brought it in. And the Bible says that when Peter saw the multitude of fish, when he saw what was done, the Bible says he was so astonished, glory to God, he was so astonished at what happened that the Bible says he fell on his knees and he said, depart from me. I'm sinful. I'm not adequate. Depart from me, God. I'm not ready. Depart from me, God. I don't deserve this blessing. And some of you have been disqualifying yourselves because of how you feel about you how you feel about your insecurities. God can't use me because I'm too insecure. God said, I don't care about that. Just cast out the neck. Bible says he was astonished, him and his brothers. Jesus didn't even address that. All he said was fear not. From now on. You shall catch men," He said, fear not. He said, you thought this was about fish. You thought this was about you throwing nets out and catching fish for your business. You thought this was about one thing. He said, this entire time, I've been setting you up for something else. this entire time. I've been preparing your, your, your spirit for an even bigger assignment. Peter! This is not about the fish. In fact, this is the last day you're going to be catching fish on this river. I'm about to change jobs on you, Peter. I'm about to change assignments on you. This was just a test. And he said, from now on, because you said yes, you could have said no. But because you said, nevertheless, at Thy will. He said, now on, your mission is much bigger than what it was today. And God is saying to somebody who will be willing, and I'm talking to myself, who will be willing to throw out the net just because he said it? In this season, it's not going to be about A, B, C, and D. This season, it's going to be about yes and no. Woo! Glory to God. In this season, it's not going to be about the lines and how God connects and A, B, C, and D and how you see the big picture. This season is going to be about two things yes or no. Will you do it or will you let somebody else do it for you? Will you let somebody do it in your place? Let us lift up our hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, Glory to God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, there's somebody in here, God, you were speaking to today. There's somebody here right now who's been hearing you all year long. Ah, glory to God, there's somebody in here who's been hearing you. Tell them what to do hearing you instruct them, hearing you speak to them in a still, small voice, giving them instructions. But like Jacob, they've been wrestling with you. They've been toiling with the yes, toiling all night, and all you want to do is hear yes. God, I pray that you give them the spirit to say yes anyhow no matter where they are, no matter how embarrassed they are, no matter the wrong they did, no matter how they feel, no matter what they have and what they don't have, give them the spirit to say yes. Somebody here shout yes. Your marriage is gonna be healed if you shout yes. Lord of God. Shout yes again. Come on, musicians! I need you to give it to me. Shout yes! Come on, come on! Somebody shout yes! Come on, come on! Somebody shout yes! Come on, shout yes! I know you haven't screamed in a while, but just shout yes, 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 yes. yes. Let it come out your belly and get it. yes, yes. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it sounds like. I need you to come to the altar. If you've been wrestling with a yes, I need you to come to this altar. Oh, glory to God. Come on, man. Y'all going to have to give it to me. I I need you to wrestle with that yes. I need you to come down. If you've been wrestling
2: with a yes, I need you to come down to this altar. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on we been wrestling with a yes. Come on, come on.
0: We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at twelve forty-five p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at ten sixty Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from highway 270 you can also join us via zoom the login number is 314-720-8880 you can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events again that number is 314-720-8880 we are relationship church come grow with us